What's up and welcome to the Avenue Podcast. On today's podcast, I interviewed Evan Wilson from New York City. I asked Evan on leadership tips for teenagers and how you can maintain a godly relationship while in school. Go ahead and take a listen to the interview with Evan Wilson. What's up, Evan? How's it going? Hey, going good. How about you? Good, good. Listen, for all of our listeners out there, we want to welcome you to the Avenue Podcast. And I have on the line with me, Evan Wilson, all the way from New York City. Um, So, Evan, obviously a lot of the students know you, but some of them don't. And our podcast, uh, usually every week we have a message uh, that comes out, but this week our recording didn't take. And I thought, well, you know what? It'd be great to actually interview Evan, especially as a lot of our students move into leadership. So uh, you came into leadership as a you know, as a teenager. So before we jump into that and some of the uh, knowledge and wisdom you have from that, uh, just share with everybody who you are, where you came from, how you ended up in from Chesterton to New York City. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much for having me. It's a long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Super stoked <laughs> to be on. Super stoked to be on. So, um, so yeah, uh, my name is Evan, uh, born and raised in Chesterton, Indiana. I was raised in church, you know, kind of always just grew up uh, in the faith, you know, knew a lot about God, um, considered myself a Christian. But I, I'd say I got saved when I was probably about 13 or 14, somewhere in there. It was at a, a church summer camp. Uh, you know, it was my first real experience with that sort of um, encounter with God. I grew up in a very traditional church. So that, that whole experience kind of blew my mind. But I got saved, uh, and that was actually, I think it was like, in the same moment, actually, that I felt like I was going to be called to ministry. So got saved, felt like, okay, I feel like ministry is going to be the thing for me. Had no idea what that would look like, literally, you know, had no clue um, what ministry even was, you know, having grown up in a very traditional church and all that. But um, just felt like I heard that from God. So started serving immediately in the church that I was a part of. The youth group that I was a part of um, took every opportunity I could, you know, joined the worship team, uh, joined the student leadership team, uh, ended up coordinating a lot of events, helping put on the services, doing outreach stuff, planning, programming, all that sort of things. Um, It was a couple years into that that I actually visited some pretty cool new youth ministry called The Avenue. Um, Ooh, tell us about that. Wanted to see what all the hype was about. I uh, got invited by a friend, checked it out. Um, blew my mind. Wasn't like anything I'd ever experienced. I was definitely digging it. Met this uh, this pastor called uh, Joe Angelo. <laughs> you know, uh, connected with you. Um, I think we connected over video initially because we'd both uh, been in video editing. So we were talking about that. Got lunch. You know, really hit it off. You started training me on video stuff, brought me into the office, um, basically stole me from my other church um, <laughs> in the most Christian, godly way possible. Um, yeah, but, you know, you just, you, you just made an investment, you know, and I definitely responded to that, was grateful for it. Um, and then uh, Pastor Vanessa recruited me into the Road to Life internship. So I did that um, amazing, amazing experience. Um, did two years of that, and somewhere uh, somewhere in there, I actually, um, well, let me back up. The internship was led by uh, Pastor Michael Signorelli, who's actually my lead pastor now at V1 Church in New York City. So uh, 
you know, was working directly under him for about two years. And somewhere in there, I felt like God was calling me to move to New York City to help plant V1 Church. This was before the church even had a name. Uh, it was before there was a congregation. It was really just a vision uh, in Pastor Mike and Julie's heart uh, to plant a church and to serve the people of New York. So really early on, uh, at this point, probably like two years ago, um, just felt the call to go to New York City again. Didn't know what it looked like, but I was like, okay, God, let's see what happens. Um, you know, just kind of walked that out, um, packed up my car with all my stuff. Didn't know where I was going to live until two days before I moved, but God provided, moved out to <laughs> New York City, um, moved out to New York City, started, uh, doing freelance work just to support myself, was living in like communal housing, uh, you know, technically kind of homeless, but, uh, you know, just seeking <laughs> what God had for me, um, you know, just hustling and, now uh, I'm serving as the team lead at V1 Church. Uh, you know, God's doing amazing things. You know, one of the fastest growing churches out here. Uh, thanks wow. to what God is doing. And, uh, yeah, working a couple other jobs just to, you know, get established and, um, you know, serve what God's doing. That is amazing, man. When, how old were you when you moved out to the concrete jungle? I believe at that point I was, I just turned 19. Wow. Still a teenager and moving out to New York City by yourself. Right. Because Pastor Mike wasn't out there yet. Correct. Yeah. When I moved out there, I actually really didn't know anybody out there. Um, just made a connection um, through like mutual relationships. Uh, ended up staying at a pastor's church building where he kind of housed missionaries and all that. So I, I held up there for about three months. Uh, before God opened the door for an apartment for me to move into. Wow. Just taking steps of faith and seeing God move throughout that. That is crazy, dude. So, well, like um, <clears throat> when you said that, that you stepped into the internship backing uh, uh, back up to that, is that you were kind of given this position because you were still in high school when you were an intern, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So as an intern, who is also in high school, but also leading high schoolers. And then as an intern, who's also leading adults, because you are over an area of the load in and load out, since we're a portable church, how did that all, like, how did that all come to a, like a, a circle of like working? Like, you know, did you feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm a high schooler. How do I lead an adult? Plus I'm trying to lead my friends, but they see me as a peer, even though I'm a leader. What did that look like for you? Right. You know, I think that's, that's a really easy, easy thing to fall into, especially being a young leader. Like, oh, my gosh, who am I like to be leading this person old enough to be my father, you know? Um, but I think – and it's something I had to work through. It's something I'm still working through, you know, on a daily basis. But I think really where, where that confidence and that, um, that peace comes from being a young leader is just having a proper perception of what leadership really is. I think uh, the temptation, especially for young leaders, once they get some sort of uh, positional authority or some kind of title or leadership position, is to really swing the weight of their title around, to really mm -hmm. think, oh, I have this, therefore people should listen to me, therefore people should respect me. But I think that's a really faulty perception of what leadership really is. And when, when you look at Jesus, that's not how he led. You know, he had the greatest title of all time, but he, you know, he came to serve and not to be served. And I think 
that when you have a proper perception of what leadership is, which really it's what clicked for me is viewing myself more as a coach than a critic. Um, That's good. And really, really having a relationship with the people I'm leading, like, hey, I'm coaching you. I'm, I'm doing this alongside of you. You know, I'm here to help you grow, help you realize and reach your potential. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really just having that, that coaching heart and serving the people that you're leading because the, the best form of leadership is serving-based leadership. Um, you know, and that's, that's what we see Jesus. And maybe you're listening uh, to this podcast and you, you don't believe what we believe, but I just challenge you, look at Jesus. You know, he walked the earth and then peaced out, instilled leadership in 12 people, and now there's billions of people following him. So that's why we believe that Jesus is the best leader of all time. And that's why we yeah. try to look at how he led. So Jesus really led as a servant first. Um, and that's where that relationship came from to where when he spoke into people, you know, there was that foundation uh, and they would want to follow. That's so good, dude. That uh, I think that that really helps. Uh, there was a young lady I was talking to who's really stepped into a role as a leader, uh, but she's really just, I mean, she's still a teenager. And so she's struggling in that same area of saying like, okay, how do I maintain these relationships with younger teens, but also lead them? And when do I begin to separate myself from them because, you know, of the immaturity? How would you mm-hmm. say that you went, um, uh, you know, about that of saying, okay, you know, like those guys are my friends. I do still care about them. But knowing where I want to go, I got to put myself either around different people or just in better circumstances or situations. What would you say to that? Yeah, I think it's kind of a two-part answer. I think I wouldn't stress too much about, about uh, intentionally, like, separating yourself from people. In my experience, it kind of happens naturally. Um, as you kind of pursue your vision for your life, as you uh, put people around you who are where you want to someday be, who are kind of on the same trajectory as you, I think as you're intentional about doing that, you'll just kind of naturally uh, drift apart from people. And that's not even a bad thing. You know, relationships evolve and develop over time. Um, but, you know, I really had a transitional moment, and it sounds like that uh, young woman you're talking to is kind of in a transitional time. And I think it's important to recognize that and to just be okay with things kind of organically developing. And the reality is, you know, you are going to drift apart from people. You're going to start to have less in common with some people that you used to have a lot more in common with. And that's just a natural part of growing and developing. Um mm-hmm. So I wouldn't I wouldn't stress as much about um, intentionally. Se- I mean, there might be some people you need to intentionally separate yourself from, like if they're actively leading you away from where you want to be. Um, but for the most part, I think it'll kind of just happen organically. And then the part two would be as you as you intentionally put people around you who are going to help develop you to where you want to go, um, then that's really going to help you step up in your leadership as well. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally, uh, uh, relate with that. Cause when Chrissy, my wife and I, when we first gave our lives to Christ, uh, back in our early twenties, we did that same thing where we just began to actually separate ourselves from our old friends, not because we wanted to, but because of, 
what we had in common began to change. You know, there was that shift, and we saw Pastor Dave and Vanessa, our lead pastors, and uh, who we wanted to be like. And so really, just like what you're saying, is we started putting ourselves around them a lot because we, we wanted to be leaders like them. You know, we wanted to be a husband and wife like them. We wanted to have relationships like them. Uh, and so I think that's really good what you said, that it's not necessarily like you have to be like, nope, not hanging out with you or you or you because you're not leadership and, you know, the, the leader I want to be, uh, but to naturally see where you want to go and get around those people who are already there uh, and on the verge of, of even passing up that area, you know, because obviously yeah. I think that's something big is seeing those people that are continuing to grow. Like, man, I want to be where they're at right now, but I see they're going to be even further ahead. And that's what I want to do. I want to go somewhere where I can't even, you know, I don't even have a vision for yet, but they do. And I think that's what you have really with Pastor Mike in New York City. And what I have with Pastor Dave here is we're behind two great men who have such vision yes. uh, that, I mean, they have vision enough for so many people, you know, and it, and it inspires us to constantly grow ourselves and uh, to not get stuck, not to not get comfortable. So true. So good. Um, this morning I was listening to Craig Rochelle on a leadership podcast and going back to how you were talking about coaching. I thought this was really good, uh, especially as, as uh, young leaders are coming up. And I think they need to understand this in like a loving way. Uh, but he was talking about uh, what coaches are. And this was a quote from somebody else that he, uh, he was quoting. I don't remember who it was. But he said, coaching is telling a person what they didn't want to hear, helping them see what they didn't want to see so they can become the person they always believed they could be. And I Man, thought that, that was so, so right. It was so good. Cause I'm like, I, I was talking to Indio, um, our, ki- our children's pastor about this the other day and just saying that, you know, like when you're running laps for football or shooting, you know, a hundred free throws or constantly, you know, whatever, you know, I mean, for you, you're a big baseball guy, you know, how many times like you're <laughs> practicing swinging, like you get annoyed, you know, you're like, Oh my gosh, why am I doing this? But, but the coach is pulling out something in you that you want, you know, even mm-hmm. though it might not feel good at the time. Um, and I think that is, again, something for even young leaders to understand as they listen to this, that, you know, the Evans in their lives, the pastor Mike's, the pastor Dave's, the pastor Joe's, the ones that are trying to pull out those things uh, is to help them get to where they want to be and to not just settle. And, and like really what you said and John Maxwell says, uh, like, you know, when you have a leadership title, that's the lowest form of leadership. You yeah. know, like just because you have a title, that doesn't mean people are going to follow you. And to get mm-hmm. to that place where people really want to follow you and care about you. Um, going back to uh, this young woman and actually even just other people that are listening to this podcast, thinking of like different high schoolers and stuff. What did it look like for you as a high schooler trying to live out a Christian lifestyle um, and continue to not be influenced in a negative way, but to have your face, like just having a vision for your life or just knowing, okay, I'm going this direction. No matter what's thrown at me from the left or the right, I know I'm going straight ahead. What did that look like for you to remain positive when there could be such negative influence around you? Yeah. I mean, I think it it can be really tough. You know, I think one thing that, that really kind of anchored me for one thing is just surrounding yourself with, with people in your life enough, like godly people who are going to hold you accountable to where it's almost impossible for you to screw up your life. Like I have so many people around me, like Pastor Mike, you know, uh, just so many people, um, influential leaders in my life, like you, um, who basically would make it so difficult for me to screw up my life that, you know, it's almost just too much work to even deviate from, you know, what I think is my vision. 
and my calling for my life. So I think one would be just putting yourself around people um, who have maybe been through what you've been through or you're going through um, and have come out the other side. I think that's, that's one thing. But then something that, uh, that uh, Clay Scroggins said, which I love, is um, it's uh, vision determines your discipline or a vision produces discipline. So like, what's your vision for your life? I think that a lot of uh, teens just really play the short game, you know, and having that perspective where not, okay, where am I going to be senior year or where am I going to be in college? What am I going to be doing in 10 years? Like, who do I want to be in 20 years? Um, You know, for me, it was, I have a vision, like I want to be a pastor. I want to lead people to Christ. I want to, move to New York City and, you know, influence the culture for the kingdom of God. And, you know, that's, that's a longer trajectory than one, two, three years. So that influenced how I operated on the day-to-day as a teen. So for, for any teens listening, I would say, like, play the long game. Like, really uh, seek God for what your vision for your life is. And it doesn't mean that you're going to have the whole picture but just enough of the picture to, to really chase after and seek what God's will for your life is. Um, and then getting around people who can help point that out to you and help draw that out of you. Um, there's just so many people playing the short game when God's calling us to play the long game because your vision will produce discipline. When you have your vision, it'll give you the discipline to say no, to going to that party, to hanging out with those people, to hitting up that chick, you know, all these things. Um, it's really easy to fall into those things when you don't have a vision. Um, when it's like, oh, well, what's the big deal if I do this one time? Or, oh, I'm just, a, I'm young, you know, it's okay. It's like, no, if you see the trajectory that God has you on and you have a vision for what you want to do with your life and, more importantly, what God wants you to do for your life, then I think that will make a lot of those decisions for you and make them a little bit easier. Mm, that is so good, bro. Discipline is so huge. I, I'm a thorough, you know, or just a a real believer in that of setting up, you know, different disciplines of your daily life, even uh, that's going to lead to the, to really the success that you want. You know, a lot of people see this, the Mm -hmm. success of whether it's a, an athlete like LeBron or Michael Jordan or, or Kyrie, whoever, you know, they look up to a, 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 an artist, you know, a rapper, a musician, a movie star, whatever it is, you know, and understanding mm-hmm. how much time those people put in daily uh, because of their disciplines and those habits they created. That's huge, man. So true. And even, and even, you know, in that it'll, your discipline will determine, you know, your leadership trajectory. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the, we were talking about coaching, you know, having this coaching mentality in your leadership. Why do you listen to your coaches in sports? Because they have an understanding, like they have a discipline, they, they have an understanding of the, the fundamentals. And in order for us to be effective leaders, like there should be a level of competency. If I'm trying to lead somebody to read their Bible every day, am I doing it? You know, it's if, if I'm leading somebody, uh, you know, training them on how to set up our sound system for church, like do I have some level of competency with that? So I think yeah. where a lot of young leaders – fall into the trap is, oh, people should follow me just because I'm a leader or because I have a title. But I think what we can do for our part is always try to grow, always be investing and pouring into ourselves and allowing others to pour into us to where we can grow and actually have that knowledge, have that application, have that discipline to where people will look at us and say, 
okay, like there's, there's a respect level there. Like they've something that I, I really uh, strive for and something that um, pastor Mike, uh, my lead pastor of you on church, he really instilled when I was in the internship is um, like, don't let anybody outwork. Like don't let a volunteer outwork you. You know, if you're in a leadership position and maybe you're a, a volunteer leader and that's fine. But I think where a lot of the respect is lost is when young leaders try to lead out of position and lead out of title. Mm. But then there's somebody else out there who's has no title, who's grinding harder than they are, investing in themselves more than they are, like growing more than they are. So I think, you know, just don't, uh, don't just think that people should follow you because of your title or because of your position. Like, why should they respect what you're saying? Have you thought more than two minutes about it? You know, have you, have you studied it? Have you researched it? Have you, have you uh, invested in that, in that uh, area of expertise? So I think just really trying to constantly grow your competency is something that will help you in your ability to coach people and to lead people more effectively. Yeah, 100%, bro. Uh, I know Craig Rochelle, he says uh, this quote, he says, to step toward your destiny, you have to step away from your security. And I think mm. that is something that is so uh, hard to do as a teenager because we find, you know, uh, we we like being secure. You know, teens like, I mean, we all do, humans. We like being, uh, feeling safe and secure, uh, but nothing ever grew from being comfortable. You know, like we mm. have to get uncomfortable and we have to get in these disciplines and these habits. And like you even said, how Pastor Mike said, you know, like don't let a volunteer outwork you. Don't let someone outwork you. And, and really that's what I did even when I did my internship. My mentality was like, it was like survivor. Like I'm going to win this thing, you know, like <laughs> I'm going to get the job. And um, right. what it is, it's just, it's just having that like, man, things aren't handed out. You know, a lot of times we think things are just handed out, but it is, it's, it's taking those, those steps one after another. And it might seem mundane, uh, but the things that become mundane that you do every day, every day, every day, that's the things that get you to excellence. Those are the things that get you to be that professional. Those are the things that get you to realize and reach your potential in Christ, you know? So, um, so true. Yeah. So man, true. I appreciate yeah, I appreciate it, yeah. Evan. Oh, oh go man, ahead. Thanks so much for having me. On. Oh, I was just going to say it, it starts, you know, start now, you know, a lot of people feel like, Oh, once I get to be the lead guy or whatever, you know, then I'll get it. But it's like, if you don't do it now, odds are you're not going to do it in the future. And it, it starts from the top and, you know, uh, Pastor Mike, uh, my lead pastor, you know, he's there at Loden every single Sunday, and he's the lead pastor, you know, but nobody's above serving, nobody's above coaching, so um, just practice it, you know. Come on, dude, that's good. Listen, um, for anybody that wants to follow you as we're wrapping this up, where can they follow you online to uh, know what Evan is doing over in New York City? Yeah, man, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at EvWilsonNYC. Um, that's where I'm mostly on. You can check me out on Facebook too, Evan Wilson. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not about that, uh, that Twitter or Snapchat no more. No, all Instagram all day, huh? All Instagram, all in on those Instagram stories. <laughs> I love it, dude. Um, I love the photos that you post, uh, everything you guys are doing at V1. Thank you so much for taking your time, being able to speak into so many uh, teams' lives that are going to hear this and being able to influence them uh, for the positive, bro. I really appreciate your time. Oh, thanks so much. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon.